from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We pick a team. We go in order of our podium from earlier in the week of the, the four ACC teams, ACC football teams here in the state of North Carolina. And both Dennis and I tell you what we are confident in and what we are concerned about when it comes to those particular teams. Now, as always, if you get asked, I've got good news, good news and bad news. Which do you want first? You say bad news. So we'll start with the concern. We're starting with NC State. Dennis, ah, what is your concern? MJ Morris. He's the concern. He's my concern. It's, this, it's because of this. This dude is now being put into a position where the weight of the team is now mm. being thrown on his shoulders. Quickly, too. Yes. It's, it's There's no ramp up or got a few snaps. Hey, you know what? You go in there. Not, and I'm not saying Dave Dorn is saying this, but by making this move, it's, non, it's nonverbal. It's nonverbal. Go save our season. Go save our season. Go give our defense what they've been lacking, which is just one more touchdown. Yeah. Go, go jumpstart our passing game. Go do a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. And that that and here's the thing. I don't care what year you are or how what whatever it is, that is difficult for any any player to be asked. Go save our team. We uh I host the the co-host the Pack Therapy podcast with Mike Lennon. It'll be out later this week. We we recorded it earlier today. And we talked about how important it is early in the Marshall game. Like it's not even you know, MJ Morris can't even really you know, take two quarters to warm up. Mhm. Because if you go a quarter and a half and the offense still looks a little shaky, those, those thoughts of doubt, it'll be impossible not to creep into to players and fans and coaches' heads. So uh, so it's it's a lot there. I'm going to give my concern and my confidence back-to-back here because okay. they, they are, they're paired together like peanut butter and jelly. My concern, the offense. My confidence, the defense. Okay. I mean, uh, well, the confidence. <laughs> I was going to say Peyton Wilson, but yes, the defense. So, so you you picked the player that personifies the yes. offense as a concern. Mm-hmm. I picked the offense. You okay. picked the player that personifies the defense as a confidence. Yep. I picked the defense. Um, it, it's it's truly a bit unusual, and may, maybe this is why the coaches figured there must be like a like a quarterback that is not clicking or something big because. It's it's hard to to go up against a defense that good every day in practice, all spring, all training camp, and not almost like the you know you got to become a really good offense just by default because if you're having success in 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 practice, which you hope you're having at least some of, that means you're going to have success against just about everybody because the, the defense has been playing that well for NC State. Um, I'm concerned by the offense for a few reasons, to, to break them down into to individual sides here. I don't necessarily see explosive plays from the play book, from mm-hmm. the play calling. Uh, I don't love that the change-up play in back-to-back weeks was the same thing. That little fake wide receiver screen, Concepcion releases up, ran it for a touchdown two weeks ago, ran the same play, albeit in a different part of the field this past week didn't work it was a smaller window uh concepcion did get his hands on it but he would have been in a pretty precarious situation if he made the catch it's i i don't love the play calling and that's kind of you know independent of of who's at quarterback 
Uh, and then my confidence being the defense, you brought up Peyton Wilson. It's it's Peyton Wilson, but it's not just Peyton Wilson. It's the guys up front. It's it's Jackson. It's Van. It's not just the front seven. Uh, it's the safeties stepping up. Fitzgerald played well. Uh, it's it's the corners. Shy battle with an interception, and I still yeah. think the the more and more shy battle puts up stats. That's also a compliment to Aiden White on the other side because like shy battle keeps getting past defense, keeps getting interceptions, mm-hmm. yet they keep throwing his way. Yeah, which means they're still afraid of Aiden White on the other side. Uh, Tony Gibson is is a defensive coordinator that I have all the respect for. So my confidence is defense. Yours, Peyton Wilson. Do you want to hone in on Wilson a little bit more? I mean, he's the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Not just the defense. He's the heart and soul of that whole team. As part of our pack therapy pod, just to cut you off and mm-hmm. jump right back in. Sure. Uh, we talked with uh, Dylan McMahon, their center. Yeah. And I talked to, I asked him, I was like, what is it like to go chase down Peyton Wilson in the second level? Like, when you're in practice and you have mm-hmm. to be the, the agile athletic center that you are, and, and now you have to go get Peyton Wilson. He said in the same sentence, he is the fastest guy on the team, and he is the hardest worker on the team. Yeah. I'm going like, well, as a coach, I like that combo. Yes, 100%. <laughs> right? And that's coming from an offensive player, so he knows. But I think the his ability to not only rush the passer on passing situations, if you do want to blitz him, the ability against the run as well at the line of scrimmage, but it's also his ability to drop in coverage mm. is also something. Like, it's a guy who can play at three different levels like that. It's so hard to find. Uh, heck, even in the NFL, those guys are hard to find. All right, that's NC State's cons and cons. Let's get to Wake Forest cons and cons. Confidence and concerned with the Demon Deacons. As always, we start with the concern first. Dennis, lead us off. Okay, my concern is their ability to play a full 60 minutes. Which we've highlighted. We've highlighted yeah, that Yeah, I feel like we were times. on this early. Yeah. So we were on this early. Against week one against Elon, you're playing against an FCS school. You jump out to a big lead. It's easy to, to coast. That happens, no big deal. But then after that against Vanderbilt, you jumped out to a big lead, and then you kind of just held mm-hmm. on. Then you go on the road to ODU. You don't start well. You start terribly, <laughs> but you finish strong. You come back and you get the win. Then they had the loss a uh, week and a half ago against Georgia Tech. They haven't played a full 60-minute game yet. Yeah. So and- that's a massive concern because every coach wants you to say, hey, what the co- coach speak. Yeah, we want to play a full 60 minutes. If we, if we got to go 60-plus, we'll go 60-plus. We want to play a complete 60, complimentary football, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard that at the end of the day. We've all heard that <laughs> stuff before, all right? But it's a real thing. Like and, one and, bad quarter can cost you a game. And we've watched it go from, oh, this is something to pay attention to. Yeah. To, to oh, wait, this oh, is a bit of a trend. Yeah. To, okay, now they lost a game because of it. Yes. It's, 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 yeah, I agree with that. And, and it's not what I went with, but I, but I see it. Uh, my concern is Mitch Griffith's turnovers. Okay. Uh, last two games, he's had five interceptions, but also, and, and right. Once you put the ball on the ground, it's kind of a crapshoot, whether you recover it or they recover it. Five fumbles, just two lost, but Mitch put the ball on the ground five times in addition to five interceptions. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, you want to talk cliches, you want to talk coaches, right? Ball security is job security. Mm-hmm. You have to protect the football. 
And and Mitch has Mitch Griffiths has shown, and I've I've said this multiple times, the ability to make big throws, the ability to do some special things, but you can give all of that back with one cough up of the football. And and that's what I'm concerned. He's got to eliminate the four plays a game where he gets a little careless. And sometimes those fumbles can result to you, for example, okay, you do recover the football, but say you're you know, it's a yeah. bad handoff exchange. Yeah, very, very it kills it kills your momentum, obviously, as in the flow of your offense, but it could take you out of field goal range and also just makes you uneasy. Very rarely does the quarterback fumble and, like, the offensive guard picks it up and runs for a first down. Exactly. <laughs> New set of downs. Way yeah, to go. Yeah, get the chains moving, <laughs> just like we drew it, it up, it, right? It doesn't happen that way very often, unless it's a movie. Yeah. Um, my confidence for Wake Forest is the, the running game. With, with Justice Ellison getting healthier now and coming off a bye, you expect everybody to be getting healthier. You mix him in with, with DeMont Claire, uh, Claiborne. DeMont Claiborne. They have a couple of guys now that have kind of toted the rock as a main main ball carrier and done well. And, and uh, you know, that to me is something that you can lean on. If your quarterback is having a case of the oops, I dropped it, the running game is where you go with that. And if you have a running game you can be confident in, that's even better. So, um the health of their running backs getting better. I really like the depth they have at that position. My confidence, the fact that Wake Forest is coming off a bye. It's, and I say this in a chance of kind of tying in what you're talking about, guys getting healthy, mm-hmm. especially the running back position. But I think after the loss against Georgia Tech, it's a good reset for them. Like, you know what? We can sit back. We can regroup, figure out the things that we did wrong. Now we know that we can't get away with playing just a good 37 minutes. And yeah. get away with a Between win. Between 27 and 42 minutes. Exactly. You, you, <laughs> now I know, okay, we can't get away with this. A chance to actually really fix things and reset things as they get into conference play or I, deep all, into conference also, play. Also, coaches I like, I love off of buys. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know, the 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 Andy Reid stats are always out there, but it's like Andy Reid's a good coach. If you give him an extra week to prepare, he's going to have something for you. Yeah. Dave Clawson, I consider a good coach. Mm-hmm. You give him an extra week to prepare, he's likely going to have something for you. So uh, I, I like I like Wake Forest off the buy as well. Uh Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's go North Carolina next. They were our silver medalists. Yes. I'll start with my concern. I'll lead off this time. Pass rush. Pass rush. The the thing is, coming into the year for North Carolina, that was our main concern. Mm -hmm. Last year, they were uh, third to last in all of FBS football in sacks per game. They had 17 total sacks last season. And so coming into the year, alarms firing, uh, uh, you know, lights flashing. Everything was, hey, pass rush has to be better. We had Mac Brown on in the preseason. I said, are you going to blitz more? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And he said, you know, hey, we, we have the dogs and we're going to do some things and we're going to blitz more. Everybody was aware. Then they came out in their first game against South Carolina, right? It was Spencer Rattler. It was a big uh, game day was there. It was in Charlotte. It's a Duke Mayo kickoff. It's all these things. And they had nine sacks in game one. And it did feel like everyone went, cool, push it off to the side. No longer an issue. They had nine sacks in a game. They have the dogs. They have the, the pass rush. We're good here. Well, all they've done since then in their last three games before their bye week 
Zero sacks, one sack, two sack. So after nine in the first game through four, they're all the way up to 12. Yeah. And it's like, well, we shouldn't be surprised by this. We knew this was a concern coming into the year. It's just it got pushed to the back burner by that big opening round, opening game uh, performance. And it turns out it might just be like Spencer Rattler was holding on to the ball too much and the offensive line for South Carolina had a rough day. And and that's always a little like, you know, did you play well or was the course easy is an interesting way to think about it, right? It was the pass rush good or was the offensive line letting them through? So I am concerned again with the pass rush, just like I was in the preseason. Okay, uh, we did not talk about this stuff we before do not, the show. We never do. Mine was the pass rush. Really? <laughs> Mine was actually finding consistency with your pass rush. That was my that so was you're my saying thing. like if they had twelve through four games, but it was three per game, you'd feel better than I would feel a nine lot zero and one. I would feel a lot better. So yeah, finding consistency with your pass rush, but you mentioned the numbers obviously nine first game, zero, one, then two. It's like, okay, are you getting better? Are you getting back to what you were against South Carolina? No one's expecting you to get nine sacks a game. Mm. I mean if you do, if you're if you're North Carolina, you'd be like sign us up. <laughs> and and like seriously, like okay, we'll take that. Um, I don't think any team would ever turn that down. But I think the finding the consistency with their pass rush, at least at least getting the quarterback to the ground. Because sometimes your pass rush could be good, might not necessarily result in sacks. You could have batted down passes pressures, or hurries. pressures, hurries. Yeah. The quarterback runs out of the pocket, has to throw the ball away. But getting the quarterback to the ground on a consistent basis, I guess, is what I'm looking for. What's your confidence for, for North Carolina? Third downs. I have been on this with, with UNC since – Week one, their third down. This is both offensively and defensively. They've been above 50% in every single game except for the game against Pitt at, at on offense. They're, they're just practicing fantastic on Thursdays. They really are. When when you're putting in the third down offense, third down defense. But, but defensively, no team has had above 50% on third down conversions this entire season. The, the one that came closest to it was at their 8 of 17. But you look at South Carolina was only 4 of 14. Minnesota was only 3 of 12. Pitt was 4 of 11. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. Third, so, we talk about pass rush, mm-hmm. not getting sacks, but they're getting off the field in third down. So, I got to give credit where credit's due with that defense. And and trust me, you will you will sack. Like, if, if you go to a coach and you say, you can have this or be great on third downs, I don't know what the this great would be down. that would make them take that over uh, great on third downs. Maybe win the turnover battle by a bunch. It might be one of the only things. Uh, being great on third downs is is important. Um, my confidence is simple. Okay. Drake May. No, there you go. I've I've because the stats, at least the gaudy passing stats, aren't really there. But some of the advanced analytics do really like him. Mm-hmm. Some of the the ratings and efficiency stats and all that. So I went back and I I, I did some some deeper dive on film, and uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a really good football it, and player. and it's one of those things where, you know, Shador Sanders, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., Sam Hartman are putting up just significantly more touchdowns and some 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 more flashy stats, and you're like, well, what's going on? And then you watch and you I you know I think it's gonna come. I think it's it's. It's just a matter of waiting and, and figuring it out and kind of laying back and, and saying, 
All right, one of these throws that he makes where his feet are in you know cement facing left and there's trash at his feet so he can't flip his hips and he throws it open faced all the way to the right, the kind of stuff that, that you get excited when Stafford or, or one of those guys does it. Like at some point, it's going to be, you know, they're missing by inches on those wild and crazy mm-hmm. plays. At some point, they're going to make the catch and it's going to be a highlight and everyone's going to go, oh, right, that's why. Uh, so I'm still very confident in Drake May, and I know everyone in Carolina is still very confident in Drake May. So he's going to be trusted with the ball in his hands in big moments, and uh, that's one of my confidence. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Our final cons and cons mm-hmm. for today. Duke, this could go a bunch of different ways. We'll start with concern. Dennis, okay. we'll start with you. Concerned, they're passing game in big games. Well, you can uh, – we've mind-melded again. I, okay. l- I literally have passing game I mean, written down. Okay, well, the obvious one for the team as a whole is Riley Leonard's ankle. Yes. Yeah, but the health of his ankle. But you can't – like, that's – I like to put these as something you can control. Exactly. Uh, like, you know, hey, uh, my concern is that the swelling won't go down fast enough. It's like <laughs> ice and elevation, buddy. Like, what do you want me to do about yeah, it? Yeah, it's so, – good so, luck. I focused on the passing game and not just like, oh, with Henry Bielen taking over, I'm concerned about the passing game. Also, the passing game that they've already put on tape yeah. with Dre, uh, with uh, uh, Riley Leonard. So continue with your point. So against Clemson, just 50% completion percentage. Against Notre Dame, below that, just 12 of 27. So if you're going to be considered up there, now you beat Clemson and you hung there with Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be in that next tier, of teams like you want to be in that top 15 on a consistent basis if you're duke you have to improve passing game especially in, in especially when you're playing against the big boys and, and especially when you're playing against the big boys so yeah that's that's a big concern for me and part of that actually is even though they have a couple guys that are probably gonna probably be in the nfl on their offensive line a lot of pressure. The, the, there was a i think his name was crossman yeah uh defensive lineman for notre dame you know, when he puts, whenever he, I don't know, and I don't know his eligibility. He's a defensive tackle. Uh, whenever he puts together his highlight film to send to NFL scouts, there's going to be a lot of Duke on there. Yeah. Which is never where you want to be, right? I know Duke was out without one of their starting offensive linemen. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, in that game against Notre Dame, but still, still a bit of, bit of a concern. Uh, the, my concern with the passing game is not just the completion percentage, because if. If you're completing a low percentage of your passes, but you're pushing the ball downfield a ton. Yeah, the yards per attempt. Uh, they're averaging 182 and a half passing yards per game. Mm-hmm. Riley Leonard is, is pick, like routinely picking up 80, 90, 100 yards rushing. Yes. Uh, I would like the passing game needs to take a bigger, uh, just bigger percentage of the production mm-hmm. for for Duke. Because it takes hits off your quarterback. And I'm not saying that he got hurt because he was taking hits, but the more hits you take, the more like he got hurt on a sack in the pocket. What are you going to do about that? But, uh, but you know, I want my quarterback taking less hits. And I don't think that's like a hot take of any no, kind. No, it's not. So 
So my concern is the passing game's just ability to be effective, pick up chunk yardage. Um, we're not even really seeing the touchdowns like we saw last year, whatever. He ended up with 20 and 6, 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 13 rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. feels like he's going to have 20 rushing touchdowns if he were healthy the entire yeah. season and, and 13 passing touchdowns, which I would much rather have that flipped. Um, so the passing game for Duke concerns me a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. A lot of the games they've played in, uh, they were ahead by a bunch, which means you're going to throw less less volume. Very much. And when you're playing Clemson and, and Notre Dame, that like it's do whatever's working. Um, oh, for sure. Those games are win at all costs. So it's not like, yeah, I'd like to throw a little bit more. It's like, yeah, but him running is working. So we're going to keep doing that. That's fair. So a little bit of, of my concern comes from the situation. And now, obviously, with him hurt, it does add to the situation moving forward. By the way, yards per attempt against Notre Dame, about five yards per passing attempt. And against Clemson, 5.1. Not great. So, yeah. Because even if you're completing at a low percentage, but like you say, if you're pushing the ball mm -hmm. down the field, you're picking up big chunk plays. The Anthony Richardson it. of it all. Like, yeah, there he's completing 37% of his passes, but... He's got 300 yards. 50% of his completions are 80-yard touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, lastly, what's your confidence for Duke? Bye week. <laughs> <laughs> they, it came at the perfect time. That the is. Bye week. That is with the with the Didn't injury, even cross my mind, but that's a good one. Yeah, with, with the injury to Riley Leonard, okay, it's one extra week for him to get healthier. We don't know his status or anything like that moving forward. But one more week for him to get healthier, but also one more week to kind of figure it out, getting it, get ready for NC State. My confidence is their secondary. Oh, yeah, their secondary is good. Blades, Stinson, Lewis, Rivers, Johnson. I feel like we we haven't talked enough about Duke's defense. Their secondary, I mean. I've been on them since week one. Yeah, I mean, we've been praising them as a defense. Yeah. I feel like we need to start naming names. You oh, okay. know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Like, Sam Hartman had a really hard time against them. I, that, like that is fair to say, and Sam Hartman is a sixth-year senior playing with Notre Dame, and and you know prior to probably two weeks ago was one of the favorites to win the Heisman. Struggles against Ohio State, doesn't have although he does have kind of the Heisman moment where he runs for the fourth and sixteen, but he uh, he struggles through the air against Duke, and to me that's that's Mike Elko, that's that secondary just just you know not giving up space, and it's a defense it's the defensive line not um. Not taking, you know, not giving him all day to, to throw. Yeah, and that secondary, they showed it against Clemson. Exactly. No one could get open. And against Notre Dame, outside of Evans, the tight end, who had some big chunk plays, outside of that, no receivers were, were getting open for Notre Dame. Yeah, and I, and I don't think you're going to hold a passing offense like Notre Dame to, like, nobody got anything going at all. Exactly. So, so the tight end was the guy that, that wiggled for you a few times. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.